Hello, and welcome to the Bethesda Podcast feed. It's here you can find all of our recorded services. And for more information, you can visit us at gobethesda.com. We hope you enjoy. Say this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be cast or carried into the midst of the sea. Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. Listen to this. He's going to help her just at the break of dawn. This is that Jehovah nick of time I've told you about right here. He's going to help, but he's going to wait till just before the dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted, the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Now, Exodus 14, verses 9 through 13. So the Egyptians pursued them. Israel's come out of Egypt, man. And the Egyptians pursued them. All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them camping by the sea beside Pi-Hahoreth before Baal-Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. Everybody say, very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt. It's kind of funny. They cry out to God. You know, they're like, God, help us. And then they look at Moses, and they're like, what's wrong with you? Because there were no graves in Egypt, You've taken us away to die in the wilderness? This is kind of funny. This is the height of sarcasm. No graves in Egypt. We're talking about Egypt. They love graves. They love graves. They they have a book of the dead. They loved funerary things. Like, because there were no graves in, in, in Egypt? What? Have you taken us out here to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more forever the Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace now this is Labor Day weekend go Tigers right I see some of it in the crowd I I get it seemed like Alabama put on a clinic yesterday right we need we need LSU to to do something but Ephesians 6 says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. It's Labor Day. I'm not not talking about in this message uh, working for your salvation, earning your salvation, 
uh, we know that we've ceased from our labors and Jesus is our Sabbath. He's our rest. And uh, I get that. But what I am talking about, I'm going to talk to you today about standing still in the sense that you followed the Lord and he got you into a precarious situation. And instead of trying to work it out, you just need to leave it up to God. I'm going to preach to you today. Father, I just pray that you'd speak to our hearts. Help us, Lord. Help us to see that you're with us, that you're for us, that you've brought us to this place for such a time as this. And if you brought us this far, you'll bring us the rest of the way. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. You may be seated. Life is busy. Our calendars are booked. Our schedules are filled. We live with a cacophony of noise, racket, motion, commotion. There's all kind of just stuff going on. Work, meetings, bills, deadlines, inspection stickers, school lines, school lunch, church, doctor's appointments, continuing ed. Biden telling me I don't have to pay any student loans back. Grocery shopping, kids, diapers, pull-ups, wipes, <laughs> family, marriage, entertainment, hobbies, and on and on and on. And, and because we're in perpetual motion, when a crisis hits, we feel like the solution is found in more motion. We feel like if we're still or quiet, that somehow we're not going to get out of the crisis that we're in. It's hard to stand still. It's hard to be still. So in a crisis, we end up running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you do. Uh, we, we run around like that. We run around uh, just, just, just. Uh, working our fingers to the bone, trying to figure out a way to get out of this situation. In our reading, Israel had just come out of Egypt. They were facing the Red Sea. There were mountains on both sides. Pharaoh's army is hustling up from behind. And strategically and militarily, the children of Israel had walked into a terrible place. It was essentially a death trap, a death trap. But here's what I got this week as I looked into this marvelous passage. All they had done to get in this death trap, Nathaniel, all they had done was they had followed God. Oh, they just followed God. They, that, that's, that's, they didn't Google how do I get into a death trap, Chance? How, how, how do I get into a death trap? Or they didn't get on Google Maps, and they're like, death trap. And Google's like, here's the fastest way. You're on the fastest route to the death trap. They, they didn't do that. They just followed the cloud, and they followed the fire, and they ended up in the worst possible spot. Frankly, the fact that they were in a jam, a tight spot, a place where there was no way out, the, the, all of that was God's fault. It was on God. I mean, he said, hey, hey, guys, this way. Fo follow me. And they're just like, yes, God's leading us. And as they followed him, next thing you know, death trap. Stuck, man. Can I tell you, some of you find yourself in situations that you didn't see coming. 
You certainly didn't choose them for yourself. And, and, and all you were doing was following the Lord. The Lord said, hey, uh, follow me. And you did. And here you are in a place squeezed in, pressure, no way out, no solution in sight. You're stressing. There's anxiety. Your blood pressure's rising. I've got a word for you today. If God got you into it, God can get you out of it. Come on now. You don't need, need to worry a blister on your brain trying to figure the way out. You don't have to wear a rut in the ground because you're pacing and worrying. You just need to stand still, hold your peace. You don't have to manufacture a miracle in your own strength. The psalmist said it like this, be still and know that I am the Lord. Moses said, God's going to fight for you. I am's got this. I am's got your back. I am's got your way where there seems to be no way. Come on, give him some praise right now. Hallelujah. It all started with a mighty deliverance. It was awesome. It was awesome. The lamb, that whole thing, man, all the plagues. God got them out of Egypt. Now, they really hadn't seen the outside of Egypt. This whole people group in 400 plus years. So as they're following God, they have to be wide-eyed and full of wonder. I mean, they're sightseeing. They're tourists. They're checking out the views, man. They're like, wow. I, I'm just thinking about it. Like they're, they're uh, I, I, this is what I got. I got a picture of this. Put, put that, that bus up there. This, this is what, I feel like this is how they felt. You ever been on one of these suckers? The old gray line bus tour. First time I ever went on one of those, I think I was in Salt Lake City. I was with mom and dad. Like, we're going to go on a tour. And I got on that thing, and there's a guy talking. Now we're passing the Mormon Tabernacle. And, you know, now we're going up to Snowbird. And, like, it was just all this, and it was just so cool. You're sitting back relaxing, and, and uh, the old gray line. And, and now, you know, they cut the top off. Uh, off of them, and you can do gray line, TMZ. You can go down to New Orleans, catch these things, little trolleys and whatnot. These, these, I feel like that's the way they were uh, kind of doing this, sightseeing. You can just hear them, oh, Mabel, isn't this just beautiful? Oh, wow, we've never seen mountains like this before. Hey, get a picture. Get a picture. Come on, get a picture. Uh, somebody take our picture. We're standing here, you know. They're, they're just, they're taking it in. They've never seen stuff like this before. It's just beautiful. They're munching on pita bread and hummus, bags of gefilte fish. I mean, it's a Jewish nation, right? And they got their cameras around their necks. I've got a picture. We, we were in uh, Israel. And look at that. That's Mark Morgan right there, and he's got his camera out. Man, he took 750,000 pictures. And he still hasn't emailed mine to me. But, but that's okay. I forgive you, Mark. I love you, man. Uh, but just, just taking pictures, and Moses comes on the, the intercom, and he says something like this. Our next stop is going to be the Red Sea. We're going to give you time to get out and stretch yourself a little bit, put your toes in the sand, wade out into the sea and get some pictures. And you can hear them, you know, oh, Hezekiah, wow, the Red Sea. I've heard about it, man. It's going to be gorgeous. They get out there, they're like, look at this, man. We need to, hey, let, let's put on denim and white. 
Oh, you're, you're laughing because you've been, you got those family, you've got them. I know, I know Brenda's got them. We've got them. You've got them, man. We got those denim and white picks, man. And everybody's smiling, man. It's like, it's hilarious. That's, so that's what they're doing. They're taking those pictures, man. It's, it's so funny. But, but notice, notice, notice this. And you got to take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. You got to take your shoes off. That, that, that's what they're doing. They're taking these pictures. But notice Exodus 14, 10. When Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. They thought the Lord was just taking them on a scenic route. Taking them on this way that they could see this beautiful stuff on the way to the promised land. They had no idea that he was leading them to a place where they would have to trust him. All of those beautiful first-time experiences were leading them to a desperate place where there was no natural way out. They were trapped by the very things that they had been admiring, those beautiful mountains, that beautiful sea. It was like they had been lured by the beauty and the bounty of the mountains and the sea. They had to feel like they had gotten themselves into a trap. But I remind you, all they had done was follow God. It was God that had gotten them into that place. 1 Corinthians 10, 11 says, Now all these things happened to them, speaking of these people, and were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the age have come. They were all written about them for us, for examples, he says. They were examples. So I'm preaching here today that maybe all you've done is follow God to the best of your ability. I mean, you, 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 were, you repented You turned to Jesus, you were baptized in his precious name, you received his spirit, you made some radical life changes, at least to others they were radical. You've walked in the beauty of holiness and consecration. You've tithed, you've given offerings, you've given to missions, man. You've been faithful to church, you come every time the doors are open. You you go to life groups, you're even a volunteer, or you're about to volunteer. That's, That's a beautiful thing. It's been a beautiful journey thus far. And God's led you to some amazing places, places you'd never seen before. But now, from your past, something starts closing in, threatening you, and you're feeling trapped. I've got a word for you today, Bethesda. You hear what I'm saying? Don't you worry. Don't you fret. You don't have to figure out how to get out of this. You don't have to work your way. If you'll just stand still, you will see God do what you couldn't do. Give him praise. Hallelujah. And you'll know him in a way you would have never known him before. You'll get a revelation of him that you didn't have in Egypt or as you were sightseeing and checking out the views, you're going to get a revelation of him like you've never known before. Psalm 91, verses 1 through 3, and then 15 and 16, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. This is speaking of this generation. This one that we just read about. They're following the cloud of fire. They're following the cloud uh, by day and the pillar of of fire by night. And, And so here they go. He who dwells in the secret place under the shadow, under that cloud. He said, I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge, my fortress, 
my God, in him will I trust. He will deliver me out of the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Verse 15, he shall call upon me, the Lord saying of, of that generation, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. If he got you into it, he's going to get you out of it. There may be nowhere to go right now. You're frustrated. You want to move. You want to hustle. You want to work. You want to make it happen. I'm just saying stay put and wait and bless the Lord. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. You just started following the Lord. And look what it got you into. I was thinking about some, some folks I knew in my life, and uh, a couple of them came to mind. I remember a couple many, many years ago that got saved in a church where I went, my old home church. And they had some occupations that, uh, you know, were challenging for them once they got saved. She was a stripper, and he was a musician slash DJ in her club. And they actually did pretty well. They had a nice house. And once they started following the Lord, God started showing them some things they had never seen before. And it began to change them and shift them. It wasn't long they quit their jobs. And that all brought on a whole different set of challenges in their life. All they did was follow God, and now their way of making a living was challenged. Of course, the church picked up a little bit, you know, like, hey, we're going to, man, they were, everybody was, they were a hero. Like, we're going to help you. We want and, and we watched them as they hustled, and they found a way to make a way, and God made a way. And, and you know what, really, they, they, were, they didn't know what to do, but God showed them what to do, and they began to work. They ended up having a great life. They, they ended up doing very well and staying in the church. It's amazing what will happen when you're following God. Sometimes he gets you in a tight spot. There was a, some wild boys, some of our infamous wild boys around here. I was thinking of Gabe today. Oh, Gabe, our number one member, our first member of this church. Gabe sold speakers and home theaters and, and uh, you know, possibly a few other things, you know, like, and made a lot of money, made a lot of money. Some of y'all know Gabe. <laughs> made a lot of money, did very, very well. Back in the olden days, uh, Gabe would tithe. Gabe, Gabe had, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm online right now, I love you, Gabe. Uh, but he would tie. he wore car cargo shorts a lot. And the, the reason he wore cargo shorts is because you just had no idea how much cash he had on him. I'm serious. And he was just like cash. And so sometimes he's like, Pastor, I need to pay some tithes. And uh, we were in the living room when this started. This was the early days. He's like, I need to pay some tithes. I'm like, okay, Brother Gabe. And so Gabe would come out and he would pull out just a wad of $100 bills and he'd peel off a few and say, this is my tithe for this week. Like, it was just amazing. And, and I watched this God did a work in Gabe's life. And Gabe's like, Pastor, I need to figure out something to do for a, for a living, for a job. And what's amazing is he was just following God, but God got him into some places that were kind of tight places as compared to what he was used to. 
And I watched Jane, you know Gabe, and I watched as Gabe moved, and now he's a successful mortgage broker in Houston, Texas, always advertising. I see him on Facebook pushing his, got another closing here, you know, congratulations to this couple, just moving some mortgages, just following God, trying to do the best he could, got him into some tight places, but the Lord made a way where there was no way. I'm telling you, if you follow God, He's sometimes going to lead you into some places that are tight. But if you'll just wait on the Lord, he'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Stand with me. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. And it's not just in a career, but sometimes in following the will of God, through that movement, change takes place. And sometimes change leads to conflict, relationship conflicts, difficulties, afflictions. Everybody doesn't understand. They'll give you a hard time. They don't understand what God's doing in your life and why you did what you did, but you felt led of the Spirit. You felt conviction from the Holy Ghost, and it puts you in these conflicting situations. My Bible tells me, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Thanks be to God who delivers us out of them all. If you'll just stand still, stand, as Paul said, just stand there, for just stand still, you will see the salvation of the Lord. He can work it out in ways that you never could. He can make things take place, open those doors lead you in ways, take you through in ways you never could have wondered, you could have never figured out. God took him across that Red Sea, didn't he? That beautiful Red Sea, he took him across it. How did he do that? I tell you what, it wasn't in a way any of them could have dreamed up. God said, Moses, what you got in your hand, boy? I got that stick. He's like, take that stick, hold it out over the sea. Moses was like, Oy vey. Oh, really? Yeah. Hold it out there. Watch what I do. Moses, he, he, he just, it's really funny. Moses tells the people, the, the Bible says they're very afraid. So they're sightseeing, you know, this is great. And then they see the army coming, their past coming up, and they're like, oh, God. And, and Moses is like, don't be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And then, Moses goes to the Lord and says, what are you doing? What are you doing? And God says, what you got in your hand, boy? Hold it over there. So Moses is like, ah. And he walks out there and he holds that stick over the sea. I see him as wading out into it because I saw Prince of Egypt. So he wades out into it. I'm sure that was accurate. Holds it out over there. And an east wind begins to blow all night long. The water begins to pile up. Now you talking about sightseers now. Ain't nobody seen anything like this. Even the Egyptians. What? The water just piles up, piles up. The ground dries up. Do you know that's a bigger miracle? Think about where we are right now. 
will the ground. Thank God we got the yard finally cut. And the mower, we didn't, there's not a mower down in, you know, under the grass. Like, we, it just, the drought, the, the land dried up under the ocean, the sea parted. And they walked across. Got all the way to the other side. And God took care of their enemies. I'm telling you, if you'll just stand still, God will come through. I feel like I'm preaching to somebody today. I, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the pieces, even in this sermon. I, I don't have all those answers. But God knows right where you are. All you did was follow God. God knows your heart. Forgive yourself. It's not your fault. You were following God. God's the one that got you in this mess. Some of you, it really is. It's God. You were just following the Lord, and here you are. And the Lord wants you to know, just stand still. If I got you in it, I'm going to get you out of it. And you'll know something about me that you'd have never known before. Close your eyes with me right now. Father, I give you praise today for your goodness and your mercy. You know how to get us out, Lord. You know how to get us away from our trouble, Lord, that seems to be overtaking us, God. We just followed you. And it brought us into some places that challenged us in significant ways. But God... You are able to take us all the way through. It will just stand still. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, you can visit us at GoBethesda.com. You can also visit us in person at 15050 Daigle Road, Prairieville, Louisiana. Services are at 10 a.m. Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday.